Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and this is the show where we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset. Fuel your growth. In this episode, you're going to learn how to deliver a compelling story to your audience, how marketing has evolved, and what you need to do to be effective heading into 2023, how a good offense can help you play defense, and tips for small businesses heading into this uncertain economic environment. Our guest today is Laura Gallagher. She is the founder and president of The Creative Company and the author of 180 in 120, Recharge Your Business in 120 Days. Laura's business is an award-winning public relations, marketing, and web development firm. And they recently won IB Madison's Dane County Small Business of the Year in 2022. Laura, welcome to the Fast Break. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. On the Fast Break, Laura, we love to learn from awesome voices who are doing the rewarding, terrifying, and critical work of building a small and growing business, as well as supporting our small business communities overall. So tell us all about your role with The Creative Company. Well, Matt, uh, The Creative Company is a public relations and marketing firm, and we help companies when they're building, growing, or changing. So uh, my role is to be a change agent um, and to build community around uh not only my brand, but, you know, their brands. One of the things that grabbed me the most when I was doing my research in preparation for our fast break today about you and your organization was a statement that you shared that if your story isn't crystal clear in the first six seconds, you will lose opportunities and revenue. Can you tell us more about why you believe stories are so powerful? When we write our stories down, we're more likely to achieve them. And you think about the stories that are coming at us all day long, Matt, they're aspirational stories, right? Like if you drive this car, you'll be this, or if you exercise, you'll have this, or if you buy this protein drink, you'll be this. Um, There's a lot of aspirational stories. So advertising sort of just, you know, that's where they live at, right? And we have so little time now to communicate a really complex message. Interestingly enough, I was at a preaching conference last week You might think, why is this agency owner at a preaching conference? But do you know who has to deliver a message quickly and succinctly? Preachers do, right? You know, we don't, they don't, they are in the same world that we all are in too. And so um, what what I learned from one of the best of the best is that they start with a thesis statement. So when, so when your listeners, our listeners are listening to this podcast, if they could think about what they need to communicate in a short sentence, you really don't have much time now. It's got to be communicated fast. If I'm listening to this as a a small business owner uh, who's thinking about the best way to get my story about my beautiful business sort of communicated to the people who I want to come and participate in that business, um, how has that sort of changed and evolved over time? And and why is it so important that we grab those attentions so fast? Well, it's, it's really, you know, thinking about what your message is. What is it really that you bring to the market, right? 
And so you start in a different place instead of just like, well, what do we say? People always want to know, what, what should I say? What should I say? Well, you start with who are you? What do you care about? What do you believe in? And all those kinds of things. Um, had War and Peace been written today, it wouldn't have been a best-selling book, right? Because no one would take the time to read all of it. Now, every page has to be a page turner because otherwise they'll get distracted and go to something else. So as a marketer, as a business owner, how can you create that kind of engagement and interest? You know, it, it comes down to the power of the words that we're using. Word-shaped worlds. So if you want to create a different world, use different words. You know, what words are going to bring them in? And visuals. You know, so a creative company, for example, and, and this is true of many companies now, you know, we're using, we have our own in-house video production department that we started building up three years ago. Um, we've always done video. We've had in-house um, here and there, but um, really put more effort and money into that area of our business because uh, it's, it's part of storytelling and the need is pervasive. A creative company, we don't, we aren't building websites that have all this copy on them, right? It's it's visuals and a quick statement, visuals and a quick statement, and but it's actually it's harder to write a short, succinct, great sentence than it is to write a paragraph. If you can write it in three paragraphs, keep going, get it down to two, and then get it down to one, and then get it down to because nobody's willing anymore from a consumer perspective to say, hey you know what, the book was a slow starter. Like the first 20 pages were not great, but then it got awesome. Every It's got to be awesome sort of right from the start. And how do you make that accessible for the people who you want to find and engage with your company? You have to think about it from their perspective, not from your own perspective. What would you want to know if you didn't know anything about your brand? What would you need to know? What would be most important? What would be compelling? What would make you want to step into that story and make a call or find out more? Yeah, no, I, I love that, Lauren. I think we're going to unpack a little bit more of that as we sort of keep going with this next question. But one of the things from an M3 Elevate perspective, Laura, that's important is we're, we're built on the principle that we need to help our clients play both sort of offense and, and think about growth and defense in the protection with their businesses. So in learning more about you and the creative company, can you describe uh, how your team helps small businesses grow and play offense? We, we live by this idea here that you have to have, it's like five or six deposits that you need to have in the metaphorical bank account for every withdrawal. So one way to play good offense is to make sure that, uh, you know, you have a plan in place and you're continually making deposits to your customers because inevitably, you know, something's going to happen that's going to cause a withdrawal. Being strategic, having a plan is really important in terms of a good offense. When we're talking about things that are going to happen 15 months from now, that's fantastic. We've got time to sort things out. Usually when things go sideways, it's when, I, when uh, you know, somebody's got five days to deliver something. The best products take time. So that's, your, that's a good offensive strategy. Like in September, actually, in terms of offense, uh, or August, August this year, I pulled back on any new business. So I didn't take anything new in um, for most of the month because I said, we need to, we need to hire another person in here because my, our team is where we need to be, but we need to hire another person if we're going to take on any new business. I don't do what I used to do. I've already made those rookie mistakes. I've already pushed too far and not had the right resources in place internally. One way to play a good offense is to make sure that you know where you're going, you know what your limits are, you know what you want to deliver, you know, and just do that. Show up every day. Do that. Yeah, it's, so, it's such a beautiful concept, Laura, because I think sometimes in, in, in built into that definition of offense is sort of this 
ideal of like, hey, just keep growing, keep pushing, keep doing more. Uh, and it's a lovely thought actually that you've given us, which is this idea of like, offense doesn't have to mean that. Offense can strategically mean, I'm gonna pause for a second. I'm gonna, uh, you know, in the context of our conversation, it might be, I'm gonna pause and figure out what my story is for my business. I'm going to pause and think about am I staffed appropriately. I'm going to pause and think about what's coming down the road strategically in the next you know 12 to 15 months. Because if we just sort of keep going all out without being mindful of those things, ultimately, we'll, uh, you know, growth for growth's sake or offense for offense sake is going to peter out and eventually lead to a sort of net negative experience for you, your team, and your clients. You know, it's still slow and steady wins the race. I was in business in the last, in the 2008 recession, and I saw all these companies that, that, you know, grew like crazy in the previous five years and then, um, you know, didn't know what to do. You know, it's a different culture, right? When you switch from kind of slow and steady, or not even slow and steady, but just like intentional, knowing what your limits are, having boundaries, um, knowing what you won't, what you'll sacrifice for. You know, for me, culture trumps everything. Culture trumps everything. I have to, if these people are, are too stressed, if my team is stressed out, they are not going to be able to build good creative. Like I can't, I won't do that. And I would have done that in other times in my career. I would have pushed. So, and I'm just not, you know, I've been in business a long time. We've achieved a lot. We just won Dane County Small Business of the Year Award. And we didn't win that by trying to be the fastest or the you know, with the highest growth numbers, we were just consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm going to jump in, Lauren, because I got a question for you because I actually had the privilege of being in the audience uh, the night that you and the creative company were honored as that small business of the year. And you told a story uh, that I, I it, in the days that followed, I, I was sharing it with everybody that I could. And, and uh, it's, it's funny uh, because again, we talked about at the start of our conversation today, the power of story. Right. And this right. is one of those stories that was so impactful. But you, you talked, you shared a story that in 1989, you took a small business loan to start the creative company. But what was incredible to learn was that that was the first year that a woman could be the sole signer on a business loan in the state of Wisconsin. That was mind blowing to me. And, and so how that led to a question, Laura, that I had to you, and I'm so glad I get a chance to ask it. How did you personally develop your sort of growth-oriented mindset that sustained you through the face of those challenges that allowed you to break down sort of those stupid barriers uh, for you as a kick-ass female small business owner? Yeah, so um, just just to be clear too, it was 1988 that uh, uh, that was the first year. So it was the year before I had a whole year of headway there. And women were getting business loans before then, but a bank could legally turn them down um, just because of their gender. I wanted people to know that it wasn't that long ago that this limitation was there. For me, and this is going to sound both simple and hard, you know, we are the average of the five people that we spend the most amount of time with, and we are what we read, what we consume. I think reading, honestly, you know, just changed my life. So even when I started this business, I went to the library and I got 22 books on how to start a business. You know, did I read all 22? No, but I was just trying to figure it out. You know, I stayed curious. I asked a lot of questions and I read a lot of books. And I love your sort of call to action of um, think about who you're hanging. Think about your inputs, right? And how are you? Yeah. And, and how are you controlling those inputs for sort of maximum effectiveness? And, and that's something that 
we can all control, right? Whether it's, you know, the business mentors that we're surrounding ourselves with, the content that we're choosing to create. And again, one of the beautiful things about this day and age is the sort of democratization of uh, knowledge and information, right? So everybody can learn. Um, and so I just think that's such a beautiful um, call out for people to think about in terms of don't think about the 28 things you can't do. I can't go to college, I can't afford, or I can't go to do an MBA, or I can't do, think about what you can do and get busy sort of in the business of that. Exactly. You can go to Harvard Business School and take a class now online. You could do that probably starting tomorrow, right? You can learn from the best of the best. You can go to the library and get books. Uh, there's Or go online and listen to a book or listen to a TED Talk or you know whatever the thing is. I think there's like consuming it and then there's applying it, right? So I think my other secret power was writing things down. Um, you know, just writing down what was possible and, and mapping out that vision. And for our audience, please don't miss... You know, you can consume all you want, but, you know, sort of one ounce of application is worth sort of 100 tons of sort of consumption, right? And and, and it sounds like your, your sort of call is like, hey, um, like right now when I, I'm a big reader and when I read a book, it's great, but it's a tendency to just, okay, that was good. And I put it on my shelf and I move on with my life versus I challenge myself now to keep a list of what's just one thing that I'm going to do different? What's one concept I want to hang on to? And I think if you're listening to this as a business owner, I think being able to do that uh, is such a great call out for all of us. Laura, I'm curious. uh, I want to make sure we get to this question because I think you have such a unique vantage point based on uh, all the uh, businesses that you serve and your role in the community. Um, What do you think should be the, the main issues on the minds of the businesses that you're serving right now? I think what's on the minds of our small business community are things like inflation, um, a little bit, probably COVID, especially here in the Midwest, where we're, you know, going back into winter and that possibility, um, you know, work from home, work at the office. Uh, They're thinking about, uh, you know, growth, kind of what the next few years look like. Um, They might be thinking about uh, supply chain issues, right? These are all things that you've heard too, Matt, right? Um, what I think they their time might be better spent thinking about is um, it's it's my experience has been anyway that it's in the little things. It's not in the big things. It's not in the things that are external. It's in the things that are that we we actually have some control over on the defense side of things. But you know, I'm all about shoring up the good, and and I think the business takes care of itself on some level when we're you know at least it can stay steady. You know, you show up and you do the things and we don't have control over this other stuff, but we always have control over how we treat each other, you know, making sure that you're delivering on your promises, making sure that you're up on what's going on in your industry so that you can deliver more and better maybe next year, you know, aligning yourself with other people who you can learn from. If I'm a small business owner listening to this and I'm thinking about my marketing, uh, you know, budget and I'm thinking about... Uh, I've listened to all the you know answers you've given so far about your story and the the impact of your story and you know making that you know concise and visual and um, what advice would you give to that person thinking about how to best invite people into this story as we head into uh, you know the end of 2022 and into 2023? Well, begin with your what is your story? Begin with your brand. You know what is your brand? What does it represent? What should it mean to others? What do you want others to think about when they think about your brand? What do you want others to do? Uh, think, be, do. What do you want them to think, be, and do um, as a result of encountering your brand? What does your brand, uh, you know, what's that personality like? 
How can you bring that to life? And then, and then beginning to map out your marketing plan, having a marketing plan, having somebody who's responsible for the marketing plan and comes back to you with, here's what's happening. You know, here, we are delivering these kinds of results. This, we're getting this many views, this many clicks on our website. There's no excuse now to not know what's going on and whether or not people are attracted to your brand. Uh, and, you know, whether or not you're creating content. It is not a, it has gotten much harder to do marketing than when it, I started my business. We used to do, you know, I don't know, six radio commercials a year or, or six TV commercials a year and a couple of print ads. And, you know, you kind of covered like this region, that isn't the case anymore. The content demands are super high. And and it's better. This is the other piece of advice I have because business owners come to me and feel like they have to be everywhere. You don't. Do one thing, do it well. And then do another thing and do it well. And then do another thing and do it well. But you don't have to be everywhere all the time. And messaging needs to come first. I, I love that, Lauren. In, in so many ways, that's been sort of the theme of our conversation today is sort of going back and thinking about the basics of your business, thinking about the places and spaces we need to be, thinking about what we can control versus what we can't control. And in the midst of all that, allowing our story to, to lead the way. As always, our, our last set of questions on the fast break is our fastest break set. So this is where I get to pepper you with some quick fire questions, and then you get to just give me the response that comes right off uh, the, t- the top of the brain. Laura, what's the, your favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Laura, complete the sentence. Leadership is? Curiosity, action, and vision. I love that. The most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received? You must be present to win. I love that. Your favorite podcast that you would recommend to our audience? Hidden Brain, probably. Hidden Brain. Okay. Uh, your can't live without it app on your phone. Google Maps. Mine too. Boring, but mine, yeah. mine too. No, I like it. Uh, last thing you did that truly scared you? I raced in a regatta on Lake Michigan in, in five foot waves. Yeah, wow. I didn't last very long. The boat broke, and I was thankful. So I just I was out there thinking, how did I get myself into this, and can I swim to shore? And I knew swimming probably wasn't a good idea, but I also thought I can't stay on this boat one more minute. I felt so sick. So I, it scared me. It honestly did. And I got off the boat and I thought that was nuts. I'm not doing that again. So I'd raced in other regattas, but not on Lake Michigan. That's not on Lake other Michigan animal. and yeah. not with five foot waves. Okay. No, uh, no. Laura, last one. If you had to give a TED talk, what would be its title? Uh, let's see. So I actually uh, have thought about this and uh, and I think, so the, the straight answer is how to read and write your way to a better life. The less straight answer would be learning how to sail. And that's because there are so many metaphors. Sailing is rich with metaphors. And I, that was my pandemic project was learning how to sail. So uh, it, it's, it, there's something about just going along with the wind. The wind has to carry you, you know, you can't make the wind come along, you know, you can get stuck in irons and you can't go anywhere. I mean, it's just, it, it sailing is so rich with metaphors for business. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you and I could probably spend the next 30 minutes talking about uh, how we can use our sails to catch the wind and you've got to be there. To, so uh, I'm sure this, I, yeah. I, I would watch that. I would watch your TED talk, Laura. So, um, <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. But before we close today, Laura, can you share with our audience where they can find out more about you and the creative company? 
Sure. The creative company is located at 622 West Washington Avenue. We're right in downtown Madison next to the Harvey House and Bar Taco, or no, sorry, Taco uh, Bandit Taco in a brand new building. Uh, Sprinkman Real Estate's on the other side of this building, and then it's a five-story mixed use. Uh, otherwise, check out our website, thecreativecompany.com, or on all of the social media channels, too. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. So audience, go check out Laura and her team. uh, And we're excited for you to do that. Laura, thank you so much for being willing to be with us today and for sharing all of your wisdom and insights with our audience. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.